welcome to Bravely Honest, episode four. I'm Carrie, and I'm here with Megan, and today we are going to be talking about fighting for peace. But before we get started, I just wanted to comment on um, Megan's beverage choice today. It looks like she is drinking, let me see, Health Aid Kombucha. A festive probiotic tea. <laughs> oh, it's festive Holiday today. Cheers. We're into so can December. You, uh, can you uh, tell me a little bit about that? Since I, love... I am not a kombucha fan. You know what? I think you. I think there. I think it's something you love or hate. Is kombucha? I, I personally don't mind it at all. I like the flavor, and um, yeah. So I have my holiday cheers. Did you like it the first time you tried it? Because I have tried mm. it probably two or three times, and I did not care for it. I thought I was going to, you know, take on a healthy new lifestyle and I know it's really work. good for your gut health, Carrie. Mm. <laughs> it's perfectly brews perfectly blend notes of ginger, allspice, chocolate and so much more. Um yeah, I hear it's great for you, but it really is. So, uh, truth be told, if we're going to be honest, I um I decided well I mean I, I liked it when I tried it don't get me wrong but then I thought it has it, it is uh like fermented a little bit that's so what I did not care I for thought that perhaps you know I got was getting into a habit of sometimes sitting down in the evenings and having a glass of wine and that is not super helpful for my gut in any direction <laughs> so um so I put kombucha in a wine glass and then that gives me like you know the that, little it's not it's not water right it's not um i do have trouble drinking not a, water. any other drink i know i do too. so if you see me walking around with this big cup with a straw it is not water it is what nothing is it, Carrie? scandalous it is <laughs> what, it what is, is it Carrie? <laughs> it is either coke which is not very often i'll say I, I, usually, did not, I did not see you as a Coke drinker. I know. I, I used to drink like a Coke a day. I'm going to be honest. Really? Like before I had kids. I know. It's terrible. And then wow. I gave it up. I gave it up. And then I worked here. And there's <laughs> a fountain soda. Like I don't really care for it out of a bottle or a can. But if I can yeah. get me a fountain soda, mm-hmm. I will drink it. And it's delicious mm. with the crushed ice. I only drink soda if I have a headache. If you see me drinking a soda. Okay. Telltale sign. Yeah. That a migraine is brewing. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I will, I'll start my day. This is, I don't know, 24 ounces of coffee <laughs> with just a splash of almond milk. And then I switch to nothing later. I don't nothing, really drink too water. I, I, I need to. Are you like parched by the end of the day though? Um, yeah. Sometimes. I think I'm hungry, but I probably am just thirsty. Huh. But anyway, we're going to... We're going to jump into our fight for peace We're today. Fighting as we, for peace. Yeah, yes. As we enter the holiday season. Such um, an oxymoron. We were saying the fighting um, for something that is supposed to supposed to have nothing to do with. Yes. But with a fight, it's supposed to be calm and relaxing. But, but you know, peace is so much more. As I mentioned, it's interesting because when you're looking at um, Ephesians in the Bible and talking about the armor of God. Mm-hmm. The shoes of the Roman soldier are actually the symbol of peace. So when, when you're thinking about, well, in Roman soldier mm-hmm. perspective, mm-hmm. you know, going into a battle, you think even now when you put your shoes on, you you don't know what kind of terrain you're facing, but you hope that the shoes that you're putting on your feet will prepare you for kind of the trail that you're taking. And, you know, you, you think about that with peace, that if you can guard your yeah. Your feet with that in, in the direction that God is taking you, whether you mm. 
might see that at the time or not. Um, you know, God tells us that this world will bring us trouble. Yeah. And if we can guard ourselves with that peace, then. Isn't that interesting that like, if you're moving forward, like you want to think that you're moving forward out of strength, right? But mm -hmm. your feet are representing peace. Mm -hmm. That's what's, pro that was what would be propelling them to move. Right. Would not be their strength, but, but peace. And you think, I mean, we walk every single day. So I think just the symbolism of that in practicing peace every day, no matter where you're going. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm personally kind of, kind of excited that shoes are mentioned in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I feel like what you put on your feet is biblical. But <laughs> that's right. I mean, I think he was referring to one type mm -hmm. of uh, he was shoe. I but I, I really but can't you spin think that now, into it. I mean, he does. Yeah, he, he has given me but at then. least lots of different shoes to prepare me for many different things. Um, yes. Um, but anyway, in, in getting back to kind of what spiritual peace yeah. um, is referring to, um, it's the state of being mentally and spiritually at peace with enough knowledge and understanding to keep oneself strong in the face of discord or stress. Mm. Um, and also mentions being in harmony with yourself and with God mm. and with yourself and others. And I think the part that kind of struck me um, was just with enough knowledge. Mm. Like we, I think as yeah. humans, at least I try to seek understanding in every circumstance or every relationship. You know, I s try to seek understanding when something doesn't go the way that I had hoped that it would. I'm always yearning to understand why mm -hmm. and I think being spiritually peaceful is recognizing that we don't hold the answers mm -hmm. um, and that peace can only be found in God so can I ask you like what we asked on our Facebook and Instagram pages which is what what does steal your peace good Carrie? question um, I think if you're in terms of, I don't want to say a smaller scale, but I know like just in terms of like my household per se, mm -hmm. you know, the one big thing that I, I think physically like clutter mm. causes me stress and yeah. I know that. So I think it's an everyday practice for me to kind of find that line of coming to terms with it will never be right. completely perfect. But, what? but also recognizing that sometimes if, like, if that does cause me yeah. stress, like the yeah. clutter and the chaos, like putting the hard work into creating a system that allows me to feel more at peace, mm -hmm. um, in terms of just overall in life, I feel like it's easy to get caught up in the latest problem that we're facing or, um, uh, you know, I think just in relationships in general, expectations that we have in relationships or for mm -hmm. ourselves, in circumstances, um, we're always going to fall short. <laughs> I hate yeah. to say it. And it's like, we know this, but, um, that definitely steals my peace. And again, I, I am one that when things don't go right, I, I just want to know why, like, why is yeah. this? And, yeah. um, I think I mentioned to you before, you know, I mean, there's always something kind of heavy on your heart, but you know, there's some things that are heavy on my heart right now. And, um, you know, I look back six weeks ago and it was something different. And then a new problem came mm -hmm. and that other problem is completely gone and it's irrelevant and it, it's not a problem anymore because I'm focused yeah. on the next kind of issue that I'm facing. And, um, 
and that's kind of sad if you think about it, you know, and I, and all of these are circumstances out of my control. So it's kind of taking it back to what I had mentioned a couple weeks ago. The the thing I think that breaks my peace the most that, that is something that I do have control over is my reaction to it. Mm. You know, it's all of these things that are kind of just really weighing on me right now. I can't control it. I can only control how I react to it. And that is easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. When I was thinking through that, I mean, it's easy to say that it's so many little things and it is, you know, that person that's not going the speed limit when you're trying to get somewhere or, you know, things at home that are just, I mean, in the grand scheme of things are minute things, um, you know, things at work that break or go wrong that are, you know, and you're just thinking like, but as I thought of the overall bigger picture, I think my reaction, you know, while we have control over that, like my reaction to those little things comes from like bigger things that I'm just, I'm kind of not letting go of the control of, or they just weigh on me so heavily. Like, um, I think it consumes your mental space. It so you does. only have so much left over at the end of the day. And unfortunately I think we take out yeah. the things that we carry on the people that we probably care about the most. Yeah. And I think what God has been showing me because yeah, I've had, there's been some situations and it's just, I, I almost want to say it's just a deep sense of sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of, it, it just kind of hits me in moments and overwhelms me. And I find in those days, I mean, it's nobody's fault around me. So it's not my family's fault. Right. It's not other people's fault. Um, I can't change it. I can't do anything about it. And so when I go home to the people that I love, <laughs> because I'm struggling with this thing that I want so desperately to see be made right, and I can't, I just react to them in ways that aren't, aren't fair to them. Um, and so it's been a hard, humbling reminder of when you give something to God, that's, it's not like one and done. I, mm-hmm. I don't think for me, it's not one and done. Um, it, I have to give it, sometimes it's a daily, sometimes it's twice daily, sometimes it's 10 Hourly. times daily. Okay. Like that thought is consuming me. Okay. God, like I have to trust that you're going to redeem, restore and renew all things. Period. Like, that's just what I have to remember. Um, so I guess it's <laughs> it's been a good reminder through this. Plus, I feel like every time we say what we're going to talk about, it's like it, Satan is just trying to steal my it joy right so, now. It is, it, is <laughs> very, like, it is very true. I have not felt this unpeaceful. It is very true. Oh, I, yeah. I think you make a good point, though, and it definitely is an everyday practice. And I, you know, for me, it's that fear and the worry mm-hmm. and the control, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, I might find peace in one moment or I might, you know, have, have a chance to kind of think and pray and, and feel at peace. And then something reminds me of whatever, or, you know, it's just, it's a constant cycle of reminding yourself that you're, you're going to give it to God. Yeah. You might find peace in one moment, but yeah. you know, and if it's not one thing or if one problem solved, there's going to be something else. And, you know, I yep. think sometimes as Christians, um, from outsiders looking in it's kind of like, Oh, it's all beautiful and rosy. Mm-hmm. And, and the reality is Christians, non-Christians life is just, I don't want to sound negative, <laughs> but it, right. It's just yeah. a series of valleys. And yes, we come out it of is. those, but, um, 
if you're not in one small valley, it's going to be a big valley up ahead. And, right. you know, things might be going smoothly. And, and, you know, there's just always something. And we can choose to focus on the things that aren't going mm-hmm. the way that we would like. Mm-hmm. Um, or we can turn to the word and know that it is a commandment to rejoice. And yeah. um, I wanted to read from Philippians 4. Um, this is one that comes up a lot. Um, but I like how it ties in kind of our conversation about gratitude. Yeah. Um, and also brings us back to peace as well. So this is Philippians 4, um, starting with verse 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, And I just like the reminder that, um, again, I, I really feel like this is God's commanding us to rejoice in the Lord always. And I know for yeah. me, it's it's so easy to walk around with a smile on my face and, you know, positive energy when things are feeling good and things are put together and relationships are intact. And right. when you're and rejoicing in your situation. Right. But <laughs> wouldn't you like as a Not. Christian to be mm-hmm. able to, in those valleys, just walk through life and still be able to rejoice yeah. and be grateful and, yeah. and know that, you know, that sacrifice was made for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it even says in here, um, verse six, do not be anxious about anything. I feel like that's like you said, it's like a dad telling you, like, stop worrying. Yeah. It's out of your control. Like, I've got this for you. Yeah. Um, of course, that's our human nature, but but he has it. And I know that's not that's not easy. But I think just as humans, we you know, we constantly struggle with. I don't know how you are. I'm not a, I'm not one of those like worried moms. I know that sounds weird, but I'm not always worried about worst case scenarios but just the day-to-day like Mm -hmm. survival (laughs) I guess like right like that consumes me and just let's just get through can we just get get along like can we just not yell can and every day it's like well we didn't get through the day not yelling or being upset or um so I often like to take verses and read them in different in the different translations. And one of my favorite uh, translations of the Bible is the CEV, which is the contemporary Eng- English version. And in that middle part of it, um, when it says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything, that translation then goes on to say, with thankful hearts, offer up your requests to God. Then because you belong to Christ Jesus, God will bless you with peace that no one can completely understand. So when I think of understanding it, I, I thought, well, what does, you know, what is the definition of peace? And it said in the dictionary, it says that freedom, it's freedom from disturbance. And to be honest, I think that our world's definition of peace is our biggest enemy in finding peace. When I read that, I underlined disturbance and, um, all I could think of is, but what if I, what I view as disturbances are actually God-given, God-ordained moments meant to teach me how to love others and love God. Like, I think we want, we see this removal of things as, as our peace. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that's why we don't find it. I right. mean, you're, we're I not, because these are feeling. things we love. I mean, you're not going to remove you know, I could have peace. I could not be married and have kids. <laughs> I'm sure. Right. Which is also a lie. P.S. Because right. you can be out there single with no kids and you're going to struggle the same way because you're still trying to like eliminate these things. And I'm not saying that you 
there aren't unhealthy things that you need to not do. But mm-hmm. I think it's the little disturbances, right, that we allow to steal our peace. And I, and I think we have to change our mindset. And I think you mentioned, too, I think comparison is probably one oh. of the yeah. biggest thieves of joy or sure. peace. Um, sure. It's so easy to get caught up in. There's there's a quote. I think I, I don't know. I've, I've used it before. Like, it says something we always see the grass being greener somewhere else, but it's like if we focus on watering our own grass, that's really where mm. our heart should be. And, you know, again, easier said than done, um, but it's so easy to look at anything. I yeah. mean, it's, it takes, it takes work sometimes to find peace. And um, I think of a, a book that I just finished. Um, it's called the finishing school uh, by Val Warner. And she talks about, you know, we always say we don't have time for things. Like we just live in this hurried world and, um, you know, we're on our phones constantly. They, there's never a moment of peace. But when we talk about, oh, we want to lose weight or we want to go back to school, mm-hmm. like those are the things that we kind of give, give up on because mm-hmm. we feel like we don't have time. But like that's a huge indicator that the things that are hard work in our lives, like we just push that aside. Yeah. You know, we do all these mindless activities that we think are important. But at the end of the day, I mean, just your phone alone, think about how much time you waste. And I mean, I'm obviously guilty of that, too. But mm-hmm. If there is something that we really want to commit to, and sometimes that's removing something from your life too. I think sometimes finding peace isn't necessarily adding. It's sometimes it's taking away and that sometimes that takes a hard conversation or breaking a habit or something like that. Right. And, you know, I think we want to think that these are huge things. And I think what I've been challenged in is finding peace and contentment in the everyday ordinary things. Um, we were watching a little Advent video series um, from a company called Axis, and they um, were quoting some stuff from a book called Liturgy of the Ordinary. So, of course, I downloaded it on my Kindle. I hate Kindle books, but because um, I like a book, I do but I, <laughs> I didn't have time to order it to start reading it. But it's by Tish Harrison Warren, and I just I have to share what I read because I honestly. I know we mentioned a lot of books and, and to, to be on the, honest with everyone, I don't always read books in their entirety. <laughs> I often just take I'm... really good nuggets, but I, I do think this is, this was a nugget for me. Um, as I think about how we view Christmas, right. And our series, our sermon series for December is called wonder. And how can I just step back and, and wonder at God in, in my everyday life. And she talks about, um, her husband was in school and, and I think he was in seminary and the, the, the professor was going to have them read Augustine's confessions. And one student said, it's boring. And the s- professor replies back, it's not boring. You're boring. <laughs> and she, uh, she goes on to say that what he meant is that when we gaze at the richness of the gospel and the church and find them dull and uninteresting, it's actually we who have been hollowed out. We have lost our capacity to see wonders where, where true wonders lie. We must be formed as people who are capable of appreciating goodness, truth, and beauty. And then she goes on to talk about how, you know, like we were saying, like, we want to think these are big things, right? Like, and, and trust me, there's people who do huge things, and we need them to do huge things. But she says, everyone wants a revolution. No one wants to do the dishes. Hashtag truth. Um, but she says, I was and remain a Christian who longs for a revolution, for things to be made new and whole and beautiful in big ways. But what I am slowly seeing is that you can't get to the revolution without learning to do the dishes. 
The kind of spiritual life and disciplines needed to sustain the Christian life are quiet, repetitive, and ordinary. I often want to skip the boring daily stuff to get to the thrill of an edgy faith, but it's in the dailiness of the Christian faith, the making the bed, the doing the dishes, the praying for our enemies, the reading the Bible, the quiet, the small, that God's trans- transformation takes root and grows. I love it. And to me, that was huge. Yeah. I mean, as humans, again, I think we're just so caught up in getting to the end result. And I'm guilty of that in in my in my life. It's just, you know, if I start a sport and I'm not good at it, I don't want to do it. You know, like I, I want that end result right away. And it takes yeah. it takes hard work to get there. And, you know, we all want to live peaceful lives, but yeah. it takes it takes practice. And I I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, when's the last time I really found quiet yeah. time to really process anything yeah um and uh yeah besides sleeping at night which I'm not really doing much of that either I mean I don't really feel like we carve out time to just be still and and find that especially this time of year especially this time of year um you're right and and a lot of it I mean I I try to eliminate what I can but yeah I mean your kids have a concert you're going to go to it right and then my son has something at school and, and they don't have things very often anymore. I mean, they're getting older. So of course I want to go to that. Yeah. Um, but you do hear that in the hustle and bustle. And I, I was telling Carrie earlier too, like I saw, um, I heard a quote that uh, it was actually on the access video and they were saying how, you know, we live in this culture that's just like quick, 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 and everything's immediate. And you were saying how we were fighting with our phones, but they also brought up like all the online subscriptions like Netflix and things like that. And they made that company made the comment, like we're fighting against sleep and we're winning. And it's true. And it's true. I mean, you, you start one episode and 30 seconds later, you can pop in your kitchen, grab another snack and sit down and watch some more. And right before and you know it, you've watched I mean, a whole they season. Don't, they don't even <laughs> put the pauses anymore for commercials. Yeah, I mean, no. before maybe you had like a five like yeah. minute, break that you were given to I yeah. know that's silly but yeah. like all of that is taken out any pause in anything has been removed um, and, and that's I, oh go ahead I'm no I was just gonna say I feel like every kind of leading up to the holiday season every year I say to my husband like I just want to carve out time to be home mm-hmm. you know I we decorate the house and I'm like we're not even there to enjoy it mm-hmm. and and yeah it's the Christmas concerts and the work parties and all of these things that they're fun mm-hmm. but I don't feel like we slow down enough to really enjoy what the Christmas season is about. Yeah. And um, I had mentioned uh, Dr. Katie Bowman, who um, yeah. is the director of our counseling center. She um, spoke at our women's Bible study here at church um, about two weeks ago. And uh, she was talking about basically the birth of Jesus is in itself pretty, pretty mm-hmm. simple and basic, just the way it, it all happened. And she held up just like an evergreen wreath and was just talking about, um, you know, in our culture, that is, what Christmas is. It's just Mm -hmm. that simple green round wreath. That's the birth of Jesus and how it, you know, in itself, it might be simple, but it's there and you can see it and how our culture, you know, tends to decorate it with Mm. the things, the gifts, the activities, um, feeling like we need to fill that with other things. And if you think about it, when you, when you visit stores and, and drive by houses and you look at wreaths, how often are you like, that is just a gorgeous evergreen. <laughs> you know, you think you look at the ribbon and you look at, at all. Yes, you look at all of the decorations yeah. that we add to it and you kind of miss really what's behind it. And, and yet here we are like, yeah, what, 
less than three weeks away. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even know, but it's coming fast. And it, it's just, it's so easy to fill your time with things that you think are important and matter, but yeah. we well, just get so yeah, caught we up want, in it. We just want to make the ordinary extraordinary, mm -hmm. you know, and it's such, that is and such a good. And that's what causes the craziness. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And what I love about that is like what a good reminder that God is in all things. Like and if we say that and believe it, it means that whether you sit in an office desk all day, God is in that and with you. Right. Whether you, um, you know, are at home with your kids, God is in that and with you. Whether you love your job and it's fast paced and you just think it's the best, he's in that. If yeah. you're sitting there and you hate it and you're thinking, I just wish these eight hours would pass, he is with you. And I think, you know, I was sharing with you earlier, sometimes even as we talk through the attributes and our thankfulness, the last couple episodes, sometimes I get almost overwhelmed with thinking how huge God is and, you know, oh my gosh, like he, yeah, this is the earth, but then like the sun is massively bigger and then there's galaxies beyond that and he created all of it. And I, to be honest, it just kind of overwhelms me. Like how can I even grasp this God? And yet that is where I feel like the wonder of Christmas really comes in because it reminds me that we're celebrating this season because God, who is enormous, out of our realm of understanding, chose to put himself in the form of a baby to let us know that he knows us, he loves us, he sees us, and he has come to save us. That's wonderful. And he came in the most ordinary way, mm -hmm. which is why the, I think, I think that's liturgy of the ordinary. Like that's key. And I think when we can't appreciate the ordinary, that's when we, that's when we're going to lose our peace. And we lose, we lose sight of those larger things. If we can't even practice it on a day-to-day -day basis in little ways, yeah. how are we ever going to tackle it in, in a larger area of our life, yeah. you know? And like I said, too, as a Christian, like I, I hope that in those valleys I can and walk through with my head held high rejoicing. Yeah. But it comes from practicing that. Sure. I mean, we're not, we're all going to fail at that. And, you know, I think people can look at Christians and think that we're, we don't look like very good people sometimes. And you know what? We don't. I mean, you see me sometimes I'm, I'm not, mm -hmm. um, because Christian doesn't mean Megan like Christian means Christ-like. Right. So please, please, please like fix your eyes on, on Christ. And, and if you're not sure what that looks like, ask somebody or, um, you know, open up the Bible. And, and what's crazy about the Bible is it has such big things that you're like, I don't understand that. And then it has such simple things. I mean, I, th I look at this verse even always be glad because of the Lord. I'll say it again. We rejoice in the Lord rejoice. always. Right. Again, I say rejoice. I what does that mean? It just means sometimes you're going to be in situations that don't feel great and you don't understand. And maybe rejoicing is as simple as just not letting the anxiety and worry take yeah. over. You know, maybe it's just pausing and giving it to God. Yeah. Um, and if you can take the next step and really praise him through it all, that's great. Um, I did want to mention, too, a, a book by Joyce Meyer called Seven Things That Steal Your Joy. Mm. Um, and just reading through these, I think, you know, I've definitely had times where I've got 
kind of caught up in all of them. Um, the first one that she mentions is the works of flesh. So uh, basically just trying to do the work of God. Mm. Um, the second one was religious legalism. I'm a big rule follower. So, you know, sometimes we yeah. get so focused on now this obviously refers to the rules and laws of the church, but just in general, um, that can, I mean, that's Satan. When we get so caught up in that, that, yeah. we, that we lose sight of the bigger picture. Um, the third one was complicating simple issues. Sometimes I <laughs> can do that. Especially that's the wreath. That's yes, the wreath. Absolutely. Number four is excessive reasoning. Oh. And I do that too. I look for understanding in things that are out of, if it, I mean, it's just out of my control. I, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and honestly, it means that I'm not trusting God. When I'm so caught up in my own understanding... Yeah. I'm not trusting him. Um, the next one is ungodly anger. Ooh. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> the next one is jealousy and envy. And I think, again, like I said, comparison, oh, comparison, I think, is yeah. just, it's such a huge joy killer. <laughs> and it's so easy to do, especially in today's world. Um, and then number seven, the last one is habitual discontent. And again, I think I mentioned before, you know, if you're focused on, one bad thing to the next bad thing like yeah let's focus on the good that's going on and you know you had mentioned uh you know just the daily practice of prayer and um and even praise mm -hmm. and sometimes I think for me that means maybe saying no to something else and I'm not always good at that but I think there's an aspect of self-care that comes with yeah um finding peace especially during the, the holiday season it, it might mean setting some boundaries or saying no mm -hmm. to people or to things, um, and that's not always easy for people to do. But I think, again, if you really are going to make God the focus, sometimes that means saying no to people. I yeah. mean, it you take yeah. that risk of upsetting even family members, right? Like Christmas, there's always expectations that you're going to see everyone and do everything. And yeah. sometimes there's the fear of, at least for me, letting people down. Yeah. But what, what brings me back to the place of being at peace with mm -hmm. myself? my family and ultimately with God. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think that's crucial. And, and even if you're going to say yes to some things, like just don't forget to say yes to God in some of these things. Um, I've been using the abide app, which if you don't know, is a, it's a daily meditation app that's focused on scriptures. It's kind of like, I mean, pastor Gary, he's so wise. He used, he was leading us in lectic, Lectio Divino, yes. where you take a verse Sounds and you're, fancy. and you're kind of focusing on that. And it basically kind of walks you through that, but you can, um, you can get it for free. And I think they have two or five minute ones, but I went ahead and just bought the pass. I think it's only $40 for the year, which honestly, the, the, the piece that I can get through the meditations, I'm like, this is 40 bucks for the year. I'd be paying a hundred bucks in counseling. Not that I don't love the new London right, counseling right. center. I'm just saying, um, it's it was it's been a really good practice and um when do you do it do you do it in the morning or <sighs> just kind of whenever you find time I do it at different times um I tried I've tried to do it in the mornings but I've been ha coming in early and so I haven't been do doing it in the morning although this morning I did just do a five minute one um but sometimes I come home from work and even if the kids are like sitting around like they know if I sit down in the living room on the floor, I don't know why I have to be on the floor for it, but some, sometimes I just like to lay down on the carpet and, um, and I, I actually did do them with my daughter for a while. Um, 
because we were struggling through some anger with one another. I mean, when you talk about yeah. ungodly anger, um, there's a lot of it in our house. Yeah. And uh, she even made the comment, like, this is really calming. <laughs> and it is. And it's just, to me, it's just that reminder that I need that, like, Megan, you've got to give this to God. Like, you've got to give every moment to God. And you need to pause. Like, you just need to pause. I love it because it gives you time to just sit. And I have a really hard time, like, you know, with trying to calm my mind around things. So I like that it does guide you with some scripture and sometimes it just asks you a question, but it always says like, what are you, what is on your heart now that you need to give to God? Right. I think that's a struggle too. And, you you know, unfortunately some of, some of the best times I have with God is when I'm in the car by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I kind of got over the expectation that I would get up at, you know, the same time every morning or quiet time, whenever it is. But I think just making use of whatever time that you do have. Yeah. Um, I know for me, it's doing karaoke worship songs in the car. I know that sounds silly. Carrie, we have to do, (laughs) we have to do carpool karaoke sometimes. Well, I don't know if I can compete with you. (laughs) I'll sing really bad. Would that make me feel better? (laughs) It's the best though when it's at the, you know, in the dark, like last night I ran to Walmart by myself and oh. I just like, things were heavy on my heart and I put on my Lauren Daigle karaoke. Which one? Trust in you. Oh, that's a good one. I hear your SOS. <laughs> I don't know, but I was killing it. I bet and you were it was in the dark, So no one was seeing me and I got to Walmart and it w- you know, I did, mm. even though it was like a 10 minute drive, I, there's just something about you know, there was some tears and mm. just kind of getting it all out. But in that 10 minutes, I did use the time in my trip there that it, I, I found a little bit of peace. And, yeah. you know, I woke up later in the night struggling with some anxiety and worry. But um, again, mm. it's just, I think, making use of the time as, as yeah. well as you can in this crazy phase of life. And mm-hmm. I'm realizing that's not a phase. It just is life. It is it crazy is. and chaotic. It and is. And, and I, I don't think mean that until, all negative. Until we don't view it as that way uh, right it's not going to get better so I think we have to just see that right um well great well why don't you read us again or would you mind reading us again um absolutely Philippians Philippians. yeah um so today God's honest truth is again I read it earlier from Philippians chapter 4 um starting with verse 4 through 7 Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Hmm. So if you can just rest in that today and just try to find peace in the chaos of the season and just remember that the season really started with something so simple Mm -hmm. and that baby that was born is our prince of peace and that's what we should be longing for amen that's absolutely true so we um thank you for joining in to listen to us again we'll be back again in two weeks and um so we'll leave you with what we have up on our facebook page at bravely honest which is joshua 1 9 be strong, be brave, be fearless. So we wish you that today, uh, along with some peace. Talk to you again soon.